welcome back to Calling the Dolls with Chansey and Chi. Except, there's actually no Chi right now. It's actually just me, so I'm doing this solo. We couldn't make it work this week. There was, this is out of all the weeks we've been doing this, there was actually zero time that we could all make, that both of us could make this happen. If you're planning on sticking with me, uh, go right ahead. Uh, so I'm actually going to be trying this solo, so gonna see how this goes bear with me but uh i'm missing my missing my buddy tonight he's uh taking uh, christmas pictures with uh, the the wife and uh, the wife's family tonight so i hope you're having a great time uh chi and uh but uh needless to say we weren't gonna let you guys go without something uh so bear with me as i try to do this solo i've never done anything like this before but we're just gonna give it a shot uh if you Looked back this past week, uh, my God, what an awesome weekend. Um, it was, to call these guys uh, cardiac dogs would be uh, an understatement. Uh, a game that looked like we could just take it and run away with it. We still end up making it, uh, <laughs> taking a few years off of my life. Um, I'm pretty sure I went into AFib a couple times uh, during that, but my, my God, uh, a big weekend uh, nonetheless. Uh Went into uh, Jordan Hare and uh, pulled out a W. I mean, it doesn't matter what team you're you're with. We, we've done it. A few, we've done it. We do it in the past, and, and we've done it well recently. But uh, it's always a tough game. Uh, it's a it's a pretty very similar. If you've never been there, it's a very similar atmosphere to Sanford Stadium. Uh, almost a, a a very comparable size. I think there's only like technically a few thousand seats less, like two or three thousand. So uh, I've been there, and it's to me, the most comparable uh, to Sanford Stadium in terms of the, the capacity and the sound. Um, and so it's a tough place to play. I mean, they were excited. They were, uh, you could tell on the, uh, just from the from the TV, from the broadcast, that uh, they were pumped. I mean, the fan base was pumped. And uh, we had a big task. And, and kind of like I said last week, I wasn't feeling good going into this. I just, even with our record against Auburn, like, I, I – feel like I should feel good and um but just the way our offense have been looking didn't feel great but uh we were able to come out and uh have some explosive plays maintained our composure I I felt like to me just from watching it and uh it it was our most uh especially that first half that first half was the best half of ball we've played all year I mean to me I mean, we haven't been putting up many points, but from a defensive perspective, no doubt in my mind. But uh, so we maintained our composure through that. But and I got, I guess I just want to go ahead and mention this. If you're watching the broadcast, um, the guy Gary Danielson is garbage. We just need to get that out there. The guy is terrible. He probably made two or three, maybe two or three good points throughout the game. But I, I mean. He's not quite as senile as Lee Corso. I mean, the guy's still got his brain, but my God, he cannot make a good call to, to save his life. I mean, at one point, he didn't realize that there was a – when uh, the girl, uh, the, the poor girl that Brian ran over, I think Chamberlain, Chamberlain Smith was her, was her name, she, he, he basically did not – it was almost into the, like the fifth replay of, of, of Harry and Hittner that he still hadn't realized that it had hit a young woman. He couldn't figure out who, which player was down, and it's like, no, dude, like Harry and ran over a photographer. 
And then he started basically speaking as if she was dead. Uh, and I, I don't know. The guy is just ridiculous in, in the way he calls games. He was all over Auburn all night. He is all about a young quarterback. I mean, all on Bo Nix was just loving every bit of it. But, man, I was happy to see social media kind of giving him a hard time there for a while. Twitter was having fun with it, too. Um, just just terrible. And another thing, too, before I go a little bit more into the game, uh, if you didn't see this, Dan Mullen, uh, after in his in his post-game talk to whoever he was talking to from uh, ESPN, yelled War Eagle because, obviously, if we lose this game, that gives them a shot at uh, – uh, gives them a shot at being in the SEC championship game. So just another reason to to hate that man and and, and what he's doing uh, down in Gainesville. But uh, no matter what Gary said or Dan said, we still uh, still made it. Still made a great game out of it and, and went into a, a tough environment and, and played what I thought in the grand scheme of things really well. Um, uh, I kind of want to start on the, the offensive side of the ball. We showed some flashes. I mean, we 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 were, we started to try and find a rhythm. I mean, that throw to Blaylock was our one our one big explosive play in in the passing game. And Blaylock, I mean, made a great move. Jake threw a beautiful ball, threw him open, and Blaylock was able to maintain himself going into the end zone. Uh, was incredibly stoked about that. Haven't seen that in a while. Uh, really gave us some lasting momentum in a game like that where you know it's going to be a defensive battle you're not going to have many of those opportunities for a big game-changing play and we got one of those and for that to be our first score was big uh but really on the offensive side of the ball we we were we were kind of stale i mean we had if we didn't go down and score a touchdown our drives were three, four plays. I'm talking about, like, I, I counted it earlier. I didn't write it down. Let's just see here. We had, uh, well, first off, let's just count how many punts we had in the game. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. So 11 punts. And most of those coming on three and outs. I mean, I think, yeah, 10 three and outs. Uh in that and and the only yeah so 10 3 and outs there and uh, i mean y'all if we're trying to go beat lsu uh want to get into the college football playoff that that ain't gonna work i mean all granted auburn has a phenomenal defense i mean they that defensive line was playing extremely well and they've got one of the top defenses in the country but we just if we didn't really make any ground on first or second down, we just we kind of got stuck. Uh, couldn't really th- throw ourselves throw ourselves out of it. Uh, but when, on our drives that we did have, everything was clicking. I mean, once we got going, uh, like I said, we had a let's see our touchdown drives. Well, obviously we had the big uh, the big touchdown from uh, with Blaylock. That was only a three play drive. Uh, let's see on one of our touchdown drives. Uh, the, going into the half, we basically had our two-minute offense, seven plays, 81 yards, scored in 59 seconds. I mean, it was a beautiful drive. We did everything we needed to do there. Uh, the next, uh, in the second half, for our third touchdown uh, to Eli, um, 12 plays, 88 yards, a six-and-a-half-minute drive. Really the only time during the game 
that we controlled the ball and marched down the field uh, and, and um, like I said, con- controlled the clock. We didn't win time of possession in this game, which was very obvious. It was a, a b- b- game of field position. Felt like we weren't getting much going there on offense. And, and I think, and like I said, a lot of that attributes to that defense of Auburn, and I thought that they played us extremely well. But, um, well, let's just say some good things from the offense. Good things from the offense. Our offensive line played extremely well, in my opinion. Um, I I felt like, especially in pass protection, I think they did get to him one time. But for the way that this Auburn defense has been playing all year long, uh, especially the way they've been sacking the quarterback, I think they we said they had 23 sacks coming into this game and um, really kind of kept them at bay. I mean, Jake really had time to throw the ball uh, for the most part uh, compared to other teams that they had been playing. Um, And we were able to make some running lanes. We got uh, over 100 yards on the – well over 100 yards on the day. I think – well, say well over 100 yards. I think it was like 110 yards. Or maybe it was more than that. But – or 140 yards, sorry. 141 yards was uh, what we had on the ground uh, compared to their 84. And so – uh, a good a good day on the ground if you're especially for a team that has such a good run defense and um, but really they they kind of they kind of stymied stymied us besides that big play that we capitalized on uh, in the air uh, they they controlled us for the most part uh, throwing the ball Jake was uh, let's see Jake was uh, I think he was 14 of let's see. 13 of 28 and three and a half yards per pass. So, I mean, in 110 yards uh, throwing the ball, uh, not great numbers and a bulk of that coming off of that big play. I'm struggling with it, guys. I mean, I'm just I, – I, I can't our, – our receiver, when we lose Cager, and, and Cager did come into the game, uh, but once he got hit one time, he kind of re-aggravated uh, his shoulder and what was going on there. So he's practicing this week. Not sure if he's going to be there on Saturday against A&M. But we got to have him. When he's in there, the offense is playing a little different. We, we, were, able, we were able to win this game without him. But he does bring a different dynamic. Um, he, he really adds to this receiving core. But kind of like we've talked about over the last few weeks, we're not really getting any separation. Guys are play, uh, all these teams are playing us man to man, and really testing us. It's like, are you gonna, are you gonna break free? Are you gonna, are you gonna make a play? And we, we haven't been. Uh, we we've been a lot of back shoulder, back shoulder fades and uh, back shoulder throws and and, and sideline throws, but no big big plays over the middle. I mean, like I said, besides the Blaylock play, and maybe they're just not there. Uh, we don't have. Guys that are that have this separation kind of speed. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that Demetrius can can be that guy, and and maybe we just haven't seen him break one down the sideline yet. So maybe he doesn't. I I don't know if it's if we're not calling the right way to get these guys open, or if these guys are not doing what they need to do to to get open. Um, we made throws when we had to. Pickens had a, a big third down, a real smart third down play. He caught the ball about a yard, yard and a half uh, short of that uh, line to gain and turned and made a made a great move. Uh, and 
got over that first down line. Uh, and a lot of plays like that um, I felt like we had throughout the game. But we just couldn't couldn't do much in the air. And um, it wasn't for lack of having time. Jake had Jake had more time than, than I ever thought he would have in this game. And um, – we and then definitely too going into the second half, we're up by three touchdowns and we really take our foot off the gas. So we don't see ourselves throwing the ball much in the second half. So really, you're you're only looking at two and a half quarters of of Jake really throwing the ball, and um, except on like third downs. I mean, so it was pretty. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm getting very. I'm, I'm more concerned. I'm getting concerned. Uh, even more as we're starting to say, okay, now we're competing. Like we got to go into Atlanta and put up points against this LSU team that is going to put up points against us. It is very apparent that they are going to put up points, and so we're going to have. And they may not put up. They may not be able to put up forty on us. I feel confident that they won't be able to put up forty on us. But we're probably going to have to be able to put up thirty in that game. I mean, you. I'm going to have a hard time being convinced otherwise. So we've really – we've got to find out what's going on. And I think a big piece of that is Swift. If you watch Swift during that game, he did it again. He had a great game against Auburn. Probably the best Auburn defense that he has played since he's been at Georgia. Uh, and still had a great game. Um, had over 100 yards. Didn't get any points. But the runs, I mean – Y'all, this guy is stupid good. I mean, that spin move right after he takes the handoff from Jake, guy has should have been three, four-yard loss in a big-time momentum-shifting play, and he just circle buttons right out of it. I'm just, I'm talking makes a beautiful move and still and goes, and I'm pretty sure picks up the first down. And what would have been a four-yard loss turns into – a first down play or sets us up for a first down. Um, the guy is just running hard. He's being quiet and he's running hard. And I'm telling y'all, when we get the guy in space, he makes stuff happen. I mean, it, it's we're, we're not we're we're not we're not designing plays to give him the ball. I mean, I, that's that is what I'm struggling with. Any time we put him in space, he made something happen. Quick tosses to the – one quick toss to the left, goes and picks up a first down, makes a big play. I mean, and then we then once we start spreading him out, we were able to do it against Auburn. Once you start spreading him out, then you can get that run up the middle. He had a huge run up the middle. Had that strong right foot step that he does and then cuts back inside. It gets everybody every time. If, he, if he's got you one-on-one, it's over. I'll put my, I'll put my life on the line. He's going to make you miss. And so we have got to figure out how to give him the ball in space. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's lining him up at receiver. I don't know what it is. But we have got to do more with giving him the ball. I mean, it's, it's starting to, to concern me. I mean, he's going out there having to earn every – he's out there earning every yard he gets. And, um, and so I, I just really want him – to, to have a game on Saturday and, and going into the rest of – I mean, I won't – but like my, my dream is that by the end of this year we're talking about, hey, because I want his draft stock to be high. The guy's going. I mean, it's very apparent that he's going. But 
you if you saw he didn't have any points on Saturday, but if you watch that game, he was the offensive MVP in, in my opinion. I mean the way that he was running the ball and how hard he was running. Harry and ran hard as well. I mean all their yards were well earned. I, I want them to have a we're, we're playing a not as sound rushing defense this upcoming uh, Saturday. And um, there might be some rain and, and stuff like that, so it may be another run-heavy uh, game. So get the ball into number seven's hands. I don't care how you do it, but set him up. Coley, call a game that puts him in space. I know we need to run the ball up the middle to assert ourselves and create assert our dominance on them, but dadgummit, put the guy in a spot to make a play. I mean, it's just it's starting to uh, starting to get on my <laughs> starting to concern me in, in a major way. We've got this weapon that was a high, I mean was a preseason Heisman, and I know that that doesn't mean much, but people know the guy's talent, and nobody's really talking about him this year because we're not putting him in a position to succeed. Um, so, swift rant over. Um, but needless to say, when we finally started doing play action, play action worked. Uh, got it on two different touchdowns. Um, play action's got to be a key part of our game to, to try to open up the field. So if maybe, <laughs> maybe we're going to watch the film on that. So who, who knows? But um, offensively, just kind of overall, I don't really know how I want to grade that. Um, it. Like I said, we showed flashes, like we had some great drives. Uh, but overall, and like I say, Auburn's a great defense, and maybe that was what we needed. But uh, against a lesser defense, not considerably lesser, and I'm doing air quotes here uh, with A&M, but really want to see some us put up some numbers this weekend. We just, we just at least have to know that we can do it. I mean, going into Atlanta, we got to – we have to – know that it's possible for us to put up points. Uh, anyway, uh, defensive side of the ball, holy cow, it was gorgeous. Uh, absolutely phenomenal, um, especially that first half. Just everything was sound. Guys played their assignment like the best any game we've had all season so far, in my opinion, and maybe I might not be seeing things, uh, seeing things right, but – Man, we played really well that first half. I mean, when we held them to that field goal, they're moving the ball in that first drive. It's kind of like you got to get your bearings, find out how hard they're going to pop us. Did there, made the stop. They miss a long field goal. That gives us the ball in great field position. To me, that just kind of that kind of gave us some momentum defensively that lasted uh, really into that well into that second half and. Uh, like I said, into the third quarter, through the third quarter. Um, just great guys making plays on the ball. Um, they started to uh, – I think it was uh, Seth Williams and um, Schwartz were their, their two receivers that were, were giving us the most fits there at the beginning. Just running slants, that's what was getting us. And uh, finally we're able to slow them down and then really just stopped them, I mean, for the most part. Uh, let's see what the uh, drives were. So for Auburn, the drives were missed field goal, punt, 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 turnover on downs, punt, fumble, punt, end of half, 
punt, punt, touchdown, touchdown, downs, downs. So really going into like I said, going into that fourth quarter when they put up those two touchdowns, we 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 held them to punts. I mean, it was a punting battle the whole time. And um that was really that was huge. I mean, all of our young guys, we were rotating like crazy. And our young guys stepped up. Trayvon Walker, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Nolan Smith. This was one, this was actually one of the good points that Gary made. I will give him this. And, and you could you could tell, too, when you were watching the game. He was talking about them uh, sticking to their assignment and not letting uh, the quarterback get outside the pocket or sneak through, basically over, overshooting the quarterback. And um, – and we really had great containment uh, in that in the first three quarters. I mean, I like just seeing freshmen playing super experienced. I mean, just sticking to their sticking to their assignments and not missing not missing key tackles. Um, you, you really didn't see uh, many tackles after the or many yards after the catch. Uh, really played them played them tight. Our game plan was to put it in a freshman's hands, make Bo Nix win, go win this ball game uh, at home. And we forced Bo to be their entire offense. I mean, um, I think the – let's see what the uh, the stats were on on them. So, yeah, they had the bulk of their rushing – so they had 84 rushing yards. But that all came – I mean, huge – uh, bulk of that came from uh, from Bo and or Bo Nix, the the quarterback. And so let's see, Auburn's rushing. So yeah, Bo Nix had forty two yards. Uh, DJ Williams, their running back, he had like 20, he had twenty six yards. I mean, w- their run game was non existent. Our run defense showed up again uh, and and really put it to them. Um, just a beautiful thing to watch. Got yard or tackles for loss. Uh, really, really showed out. And one of the points I, I brought up last week about you kind of have to you have to watch Gus. He he's gonna throw those trick plays at you. He's good for at least two or three of them big ones a game, and um, especially in a game of this magnitude. And sure enough, he tried a, a reverse and. Um, Turned those into zero yards or, or yards for loss. I mean, really knew they were coming, knew what to look for, and executed on those. And it was beautiful to watch. Um, guys were, I mean, all over uh, uh, Bo the whole time, uh, really, in that those first three quarters. And I say that about the first three quarters um, because, really, what happens, we took our foot off the gas. Took her foot off the gas and let them come back, move into more of a zone type scheme, and then boom, boom, they scored two touchdowns. Uh, that was terrifying. Uh, I mean, and this I kind of want to make a, a point about that towards the end, but real quick, we change our defensive scheme and they attack. And, and obviously, some of that is. Auburn's got a good team, and they they played us right, and they called the right scheme. But we we had them shut down for three entire quarters, and then you mean to tell me that they're going to be able to drive the field almost effortlessly on two different drives? And if and really if they get that onside kick, that I mean 
there's no doubt in my mind they go down and score there. So, I mean, really, we that easily could have been uh, – you could have turned around and that the game be tied up with four or five minutes left in the in the uh, in the fourth quarter, and so I don't I don't know what's going on there, but st- we can't we can't go up by two or three scores and then just change everything we're we're doing that got us to being up by two or three scores. Uh, and like I said, defense may have been getting tired. Like I'm not going to assume these things, but we started changing what we were doing. And Auburn was able to attack that, and um, you can't go into a prevent defense mode when there's so much game left. I mean, we got up to such a lead so quickly. You're you're trying in prevent defense. You're preventing the big play, but when there's so much time, you can still really do whatever you want. And Bo Nick started picking us apart, and he started. Um, going back to the slants and, and catching guys down the field. And when that wasn't there, he made plays with his legs. I mean, he picked up a, a few big first downs there. Um, so we get the break on the – that they screw up on the extra, on the onside kick that we were not ready for. And then um, we – like I said, we're, we could be down in, in, a, in a hurry. Um, so overall, though – our defense, like our young guys, are looking good. Well, and I do want like one thing I do want to say: Stokes started getting picked on. I mean, getting picked on in a major way there uh, towards the end. So, um, gotta watch out for Stokes. I mean, I love the kid. The guys have been playing really well, um, but they did start picking on him uh, there later in the game. So, but like I say, overall, I give I give it an A on the defense. It's an easy grade. Um, just shut them down, shut them down, really. Uh, but like I said, really those couple drives were the the one blemish, uh, the two or the two blemishes on the on the game. Um, and, and I think some of that was coming out of the the defenses that we were calling. So anyway, from the effort perspective, just a a plus. Just guys were all over it the whole game. Uh, kind of a uh, Final thoughts about the game. Um, Why can we not figure it out by now that if we're moving this car at 100 miles an hour and we are putting the, we are gassing it and we are up 21 to nothing, we change the game. We stop doing everything that we're doing that got us to that point. I, I just... Every major game that we have lost under Kirby, and I'm pointing at two in particular, SEC Championship this past year, National Championship, both against Alabama, what did we do? We took our foot off the gas. We went from 100. All it takes is going from 100 to 85. I mean, and the team, the quality teams that we are playing are going to take advantage of that. You mean to tell me that, for, like, we didn't think we were going to be able to hang with Alabama in the SEC championship game this past year. We go up. We're, we've, we've gone up. We're, we're ahead. And sure enough, we take our foot off the gas, 
and then these talented offenses come in and can go and win the game. If we have a more veteran quarterback in this ball game that we're playing against, and the junior version of Bo Nix probably would have gone down and beat us. I mean, at least taking us to overtime. Um, and that's what's scary to me. Uh, we got lucky that we were able to, to handle them the way we did, and we and we, we finished a drill on them. But, oh, my gosh. I I don't know what we what has to happen in our brain. And, and maybe that's why I don't get paid the big bucks. But I, I just – you can't – you. I don't understand if you – why change what got you up 21 to nothing against – your SEC West rival in a game that determines if you go to Atlanta or not would basically ruin your chances of going to the playoff. Why you would change your scheme that that in such a in, in such a important way too. Um, I I'm not sure there. So that's that's my points on that. Uh, needless to say, Kirby was fired up after the game. If you didn't see it. He definitely went into the press conference and just dropped an F-bomb without <laughs> without much hesitation, which was uh, pretty pretty remarkable, uh, to say the least. Um, so, Kirk went in and did that naturally on Monday uh, in the press conference. Uh, he discussed how uh, Mizra Smart was not very pleased with that, and I'm sure the university had to say something. But... I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great uh, just really getting to see Kirby's passion there. Uh, he hates Auburn. Um, and I, every part of his football career, wherever he's coached, played, um, it's about hating Auburn. And so he truly hates Auburn. And so I'm very thankful for that. Um, Auburn now, over the last 15 years, don't know if you saw this, has the same record against uh us as they uh, as Tech and Vandy do. So ever the last fifteen years, Auburn's three and twelve against us. The Vandy's three and twelve, and Tech is three and twelve. Just thought I'd throw that stat out there uh, to just to help the Auburn folks uh, feel good about themselves. Um, and uh, the girl that I mentioned earlier, the Chamberlain Smith, uh, the scary uh, situation there. She did. Uh, if you didn't see this, she actually tweeted out the picture that she took right before Harry and ran over, which I thought was awesome. Uh, so she did turn out to be safe, just had a major concussion. You could definitely tell when he hit her. Um, you can see it on the replay. It was just how hard her head hit the ground, just knocked her clean out. Um, but thank God she was okay. No, sounds like no major uh, major issues there, so that was awesome. Um, <laughs> MVP of the game, uh, just want to go with uh, Jake Camarda. The guy had to play his tail off and, for the most part, played phenomenally well. Uh, I think he got special teams player of the week. Um, the man, he was out there all game long and the, had that one punt, got him in there on the two, and obviously we still they were still able to get out of there. We let him get out from, from there in one play, but um, pinned him back on the two-yard line. We didn't even need anybody to cover. It just stopped. Uh, stopped and rolled uh, to the right a little bit. Um, just great play from him um, when we needed him. We knew we were going to need him to, to play well, and uh, I think he exceeded everybody's expectations. So great job, Jake, on that. Um, coming into this week, 
playing A&M, Texas A&M, the first time we've played them since they've joined the conference. Uh, we played them, oh, oh, I can't remember what year it was, I guess 2011, uh, 9, 10 or 11. I can't remember which one it was. Not, no, it was not 9. Um, the, the bowl season of 9, I believe, that we played them. Uh, definitely was. Um, that we played them so a long time ago. And uh, definitely a very different team now, coached coached by Jimbo Fisher in his second year. Um, currently the game is at uh, – they've got us winning by 13-and-a-half, which is huge. Um, don't really know if it's my, – my, my Vegas guy, Chi, is not with me today, so don't really know what the – what the movement is on that. Um, I haven't, or I haven't looked to see what the movement, uh, is on that, but just a very high number to me. Uh, I mean, A&M's, um, A&M is, I think they're, they're three, they're three losses this year to some big teams, um, with Clemson, uh, Clemson, uh, uh, Clemson, Auburn and LSU, um, uh, really the one team that we can, uh, share there is is Auburn they went uh, Auburn went into uh, A&M and uh, beat them at home 28 to 20 um, but also uh, A&M just went in and whooped up on South Carolina whooped up on them in a major way and so um, obviously not saying that uh, we're uh, not as bad just having to bring that whole game into this too that's what everybody's talking about right now um but uh, it looks like the line started out at 14 and has moved down to 13 and a half. Um, that just seems like a real high number to me. Just uh, don't really know what the um, – and they're saying, I think, the over-under is 45 on this. So, will be interesting to see. Uh, to be honest, don't know much about A&M. Uh, don't really watch them, their games. Um, like I said, we, haven't, we don't play them regularly. We haven't played them since they've joined the conference. Uh, I think we're the last – two teams that have not played each other. I think A&M has played everybody else, um, for sure has. Uh, and so excited to play them, excited that they're coming to Athens. It should be should be fun. I'm interested to see how many uh, folks show up. Um, they're a very different team than really anybody we've played all season, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Kellen Mond is our quarterback. Uh, he is a uh, run-first quarterback um uh he's their one of their leading rushers this year um so he's a dual threat guy the games where he can he has to throw a lot are the games that they do worse so basically they're over they're a run team uh, overall and so if you can basically force him to have to throw the ball to win the game you're more likely to win the game uh, he doesn't like throwing the ball, um, but uh, he can do it. Uh, so what we were able to do this week and keeping containment is going to be huge. We're going to have to keep him in the pocket. Um, you, you want to put pressure on him, but you want to collapse the pocket. Very similar to what we did this week. There's a couple of times Bo was able to make a play, and, and Kellen would be able to make a much better play in those situations than, than, than Bo probably would. Um, but the guy does make poor decisions from time to time, so you can take advantage of that. Uh, if we can f- really stifle the run game, I think we can put him in a put them in a bad spot. Um, so that's really your goal. 
for the run game is you've got to um, you've got to uh, you stifle the run game, make Kellen throw the ball. Uh, you know your your chances of winning rise uh, exponentially. Um, they've got a great tight end and Jalen Weidermeyer, I think is how you say it. Uh, he's a guy they've been focusing on. Uh, I think a fr- freshman, and he's got six touchdowns. Guys playing well. Um, Isaiah Spiller's their main running back. Um, he's not a he, he's not over a thousand. It's like a little over seven hundred yards, I think, on the year. I mean, really split between him and the quarterback, him and Kellen. They're they're the the top rushers uh, on the team. Um, and then they've got a, a the one player on defense that they were focused on was Justin. Matabuki or Buik or something like that. Matubu, Matabuki, something. Uh, anyway, he's a big old boy, and so he was. Uh, he's a, a guy that you kind of when you start looking at their team, people as a name that people kind of toss around as a great defensive player. So, looks like we're going to be running the ball uh, towards uh, Mr. Matabuki. Um, but they are a run-heavy team, and if you look at our stats against the run the last couple weeks. We have done really well, uh, but at the same time, this is not a team that we. This is not the type of team that we have played coming into this game, uh, or we haven't played a team like them coming into this game. They have a lot more uh, two back sets out of the shotgun, um, so really you, they can. It's basically a triple option type uh, offense where you, uh, you can. You're handing the ball off to either guy, and then or and or you can throw the ball. So kind of a different style RPO kind of offense, um, leaning much more towards the run. Uh, so we're gonna have to game plan a little differently for it. Uh, fortunately, not too too differently, um, but I think we can. Uh, I think if there's any defense in this country that can handle it, I think it's us. So I, I like that we're playing this at home and not in College Station. Uh, if it was in College Station, I would feel a lot different. Um, so defensively, it's just about playing containment. Force Kellen to throw the ball. If we do that, our chances go up drastically uh, on being able to win this ball game and uh, stay stay uh, stay on our track to the to the playoff. But from an offensive perspective, um, I think the stats I was seeing is they're kind of a top forty team in the country when it comes to rush defense. So not as stout of a rushing team. We have got to be able to run the ball on Saturday, but we need to be creative in how we do it. Get everything my, my swift rant, you can just take that and put it, take that section and put it right here. Get the ball to Swift. Make him get get the guy in space and let him make plays. Let him have a heyday on Saturday. Uh, Jake, get, give Jake opportunities. Cole, we got to be able to call some um, some routes that get some guys open. I mean, get some guys across the middle. Uh, we know that this offensive line is going to give him protection, and that's what that's what he. I mean, he's going to have the time to throw the ball, and get him the guys open to make the plays. Um, this is a. I mean, like I said, that's that's the bulk of this game. Jimbo Fisher, he he's a crazy man. I mean, the guy will do some crazy stuff in a ball game. So you just have to kind of watch him. He's uh, he's a. I feel like he's a better version of in that respect than, than uh, Gus is uh, Malzahn, but he he'll he'll try some crazy stuff on you. Um, the one thing that scares me about this game is, especially from a Jimbo Fisher perspective, this is their season. This game is their season. They lost all of their big games. 
this is this is bigger than their bowl game. So they can a ruin the college football playoff, b ruin kind of ruin our momentum going into Atlanta, basically just cause chaos across the board, and kind of turn their season around. Whereas they haven't really done well against their higher uh, higher ranked opponent. We really have to watch that because these guys are going to come in ready to play. Jimbo's going to have them ready to go. And so um, really need to be conscious of that uh, going into um, going into Saturday. Uh, let's see here. I feel good about the game. Um, I definitely felt better than I did going up against Auburn. I felt like Auburn is a, is a better opponent, um, but not too terribly much better. Um so I think we've got our work cut out for us. I mean, you can really – the hangover effect of Auburn is a real thing. So we've got to be careful uh, when going in and winning a big game like that. Uh, you can't have a big head coming against a, a Jimbo Fisher A&M team. Um, they can sneak one up on you. So uh, plan on being in Athens. I'm excited about the weekend and uh, looking forward to – Having a good old time, last home game of the year uh, before uh, postseason starts. Uh, we'll be because we'll be going to Atlanta for Tech after that. Holy cow! We went over. Uh, have been going here for a while. Of you just listening to my voice. If you've made it this far, God bless you. Uh, you, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> That's uh, that. I hope uh, hope this was. I know it's a little different, but we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming uh, this time next week. Gee, I missed you. I needed you today and wanted to hear how much you hate Auburn. But I will be seeing you this weekend, buddy. And uh, in the meantime, go dogs. Dogs on top. See y'all.